Welcome back to season two, episode two of the SMI podcast. My name is Quiva Byrne and I am joined here today with my two friends, Mae Flavin and Kleena Heffernan. We are delighted to welcome the Jewel County Camogie and ladies footballer, Rebecca Lee to our school. When did you start playing sports and with what clubs? Um, so I started, I suppose, when I was about five or six, um, above in Newcastle West with Newcastle West Camogie. Um, my dad always used to bring me and my brother used to play with the boys with Newcastle West, so I used to get dragged along to everything, so I suppose it kind of started from there. Um, and then probably my first time really probably playing competitive sports was probably under 10s then. Was there anyone specific who inspired you to start playing sports? Um, I suppose not at that age, like you're just kind of being brought along and dragged and pulled wherever you're going and you just have no other choice but to go. Um, so I suppose my dad brought me to most of my trains, most of my matches. Um, Mum was obviously brought me places as well, but uh, she was from England, so she didn't actually have much of a knowledge about, I suppose, camogie at the time. And I suppose Noel O'Connor from the Castle West as well. Yeah, he trained us all, all the way up along. Uh, which of the two sports did you initially have most interest in? Um, I suppose I started playing camogie first, so I only picked up football, I suppose, when I was 10 or 11. Um, but probably camogie has always been the number one favourite. Did you play underage for county or when did your county career start? Uh, yeah, so I played like like everyone else, John, with the West teams in the Neville, Larkin Shield. Um, went on then to play under 14 county, 16 minor and senior. So kind of worked my whole way up along. And same with the football, I suppose I started county football when I was 14, 16 and then took a break then for a few years. Could you give us a breakdown of what your training looks like in a week? Um, I suppose they're really complete. They're totally different, I suppose, like when I'm playing county. It's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, gym again Friday, and then maybe train some in the morning. And at the minute, I'm just doing my own gym and playing with the Class West Camogie. We're gone from the football, um, counties and back. We do our own gym sessions. So at the minute, I'm just kind of Tuesday, Thursday on the pitch and probably two to three gym sessions a week then if I if I can get them in. Uh, when you did your ACL, how did it affect you both mentally and physically? Yeah, so I suppose when I did my first ACL, it was 2020. Um, it was in the Gaelic grounds. Um, it's actually funny, Richie English, they were playing before Slimmer Curlers and he did his ACL the exact same day as me in the same corner. Um, so unless it was just unlucky, I don't know. But um, yeah, that was tough. Like, look, Camogie was my whole life. My career was based on Camogie. Where I went to college was based on Camogie. You know, my parents gave me the option. I can drive into college or I can stay in college. And I took driving because I just wanted to go training. Um, so yeah, look, it was a tough one to take. And it was during COVID as well. So there wasn't really much happening. And everyone was running to 5Ks where trying to do keep you up ease with the tidal roll. And I was just <laughs> sitting down at home you know, it was it was tough. Um, but look, the second time I did it, which was last year, August last year, took it much better. Yeah, um, just got on with it, knew what I had to do. It was just probably the first time it was just the unknown of not knowing what I actually had to do to get back. Uh, what did what was going through your mind when you first realised you did your ACL? Um, I suppose I was in denial for a good bit of it until I got the results. Um. I suppose I was heartbroken, uh, you know, it was probably like a loss to me really, like, you know, 
um, then going off for my operation, you know, I've never broken anything, never need to be in hospital, never need to do anything like that. So, um, I, I was, it was very upsetting and then obviously no one could come in with me when I was <laughs> going in for the operation so um, I was I was a wreck outside the door <laughs> when I had to say goodbye and then go up and um, look I don't know really I suppose you, you're not really thinking of anything only that I won't be able to play for this season um, Did you ever think you wouldn't go back to playing sports? Yeah 100% um, like I think you forget when you do it or looking for someone from the outside when people are saying, oh, did your ACL, you're like, oh, sure, look, you'll be back, like, you're fine. But you're learning how to walk, you're learning how to straighten your leg, bend your leg, learn how to run, learn how to turn twist, you know. And um, so then, you know, I was just like, um, like, and then I was kind of aiming on the deadline of it is nine months, it's nine months, it's nine months. And you're trying to hit deadlines the whole time. And I just wasn't meeting them every single time. And I used to uh, used to be an emotional wreck every single time where I'd go back to Century and they'd tell me, you know, you're not where you're meant to be. So I just had to, I suppose, like, the next day that I'm like, right, okay, back to gym, do it again. Whereas the second time around then, I was like, I know I'm going to get back. I know, I, can, I know I'll be able to run eventually. I know I'll be able to turn to this. I know I'll be able to play. Um, but the first time, yeah, 100%, I was... I was saying that I won't get I won't get there I won't get back. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's going through a similar injury? Um, I suppose just to talk about it, um, you know, and like reach out and just to know that like what you see, people come back after six, seven, eight months, isn't the majority of people. Like I probably came back after eight months from my second one, but that's because. I knew what to do, I knew what I had to do to get back. But um, the first time around, I felt very isolated on my own. And it's only after I came back talking to people, they were like, oh, I was the exact same, I had the same issue, couldn't get my leg to bend. Um, whereas I just think, I just, um, I would just say, just talk and just don't just take it at your own pace and have something else rather than getting back from your ACL. Have, like, I don't know have things planned start reading books doing jigsaws whatever you know because or else you'll get totally focused and every time you don't achieve it, it'll set you back again are there facilities available to women camogie football county players such as nutritionists and psychologists like the men's teams have um i suppose in terms of club no um county i suppose we have them at the start of the year and then as the year goes on then they're gone you know um in january and february everything is promised and everything is trying to be brought into us but then as the year goes on you don't have access to anything the gpa for i suppose the wgpa and the gpa joined so like you have access to them but again you have to reach out yourself if you want their knowledge or their support um but no uh not the same as men no. um do you think women are treated fairly in comparison to the men when it comes to inter-county sport? Look, I suppose that's the topic that's really um, questioned at the minute. Uh, look, I don't know, I feel like you can get very um, drawn into that kind of thing. At the end of the day, like we all started playing at the same ages of five, six, seven. Um, and we just play because you love it. Um, 
uh, as a female you have to believe that and keep thinking that because or else you're going to tr- get dragged into why don't we get the same why are we treated like that why are we on the main pitch what we can't even get the back pitch why are we training so late you know whereas you just have to get on with it and just remember that you're playing to enjoy it um yeah it can be frustrating at times um but you know I suppose like hopefully over time it will change but at the minute I think as players we just have to play and enjoy and just enjoy playing with our friends and try to win as much as we can while we are playing. Um, if you had to choose between Camogie or football which would you prefer and why? Probably say um, I always get asked that and I always, I always say oh I like both of them equally but I think my heart has always been with Camogie. I just think I love the skill of the game. I love just genuine playing camogie. Um, football was always kind of something that I would like. I play camogie for most year, and then I go play a little bit of football. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I love playing football, but when it came down to it, I probably always went with camogie and picked it. Yeah. Do you have any advice for someone who is looking to pursue their sporting career? Um, my advice would be. I suppose it's a tough one. I'd probably say give it a hundred percent. Like a, like you know, you're basically giving up your life to play sport. So like choose as far as if your friends ask you to meet, it's a no. Like camogie or training has to be one you're putting to team before internet. But at the flip side, I would say keep have something else other than camogie or sport that your whole life doesn't revolve around it because when it gets taken away then you're left with nothing but um, if you are going to play and you do want to be the best player you have to sacrifice things as well for it. Do you have a specific routine that you do every time before a match and if so what do you do? Um, I used to and I got like you'd get very fixated on oh if I didn't do this I won't play well whereas now I'm kind of just like I just take it as it comes um you know um it's funny because like I live with my boyfriend like and I'd be running back into the house and be like oh, I forgot my boots and he's like Rebecca the match is like in about two hours and I'm like oh yeah and then I go back to the car again run back in and I'm like I need to fill up my bottle of water he's like he's like I actually he's like I don't he's like you're actually stressing me out and he's like I'm not even playing the match um but no I just kind of take it as it goes like even like having a routine of breakfast things like that don't really I just kind of eat whatever I kind of feel like eating it doesn't really matter a whole pile to me that's just the way I just work I'm just kind of like I'll get through it so like for the county final I had uh, two slices of white bread and a squares bar and a bottle of Luke Says Sport like that's what I had before uh, the county final but again my week from my weeks previous would have been absolutely brilliant you know, like eating eating my carbs, protein, everything. And especially Friday, like really carb loading Friday night. So whether it's your pastas, your pizzas, uh, a roast dinner, it's whatever that you want to eat. You know, there's no point in on, on the morning of a match, like making yourself eat something you don't want to eat. And then you absolutely feel so sick before you go out and play. Um, so... That's just me, you know, other people tell you different things, but it's, you just have to find your own routine. Um, in your opinion, what team has been the toughest to play? Um, 
I suppose if we look at club, I'd probably say Whitney Class West probably had over the last few years, um, we lost four semi-finals in a row to them. So they were always the ones that we wanted to get over. So I think it was nice in 2019 when we didn't get them in the semi-final and went on to beat them in the final. Um, so Ahan and then I suppose at county level really everyone, um, Cork, Galway, they're all very good. And then I suppose with Castleman, I'd probably say Mona Gay. <laughs> Um, because I'm playing against all the girls that I play with with Newcastle so it's just trying to that balance of keep the hit but you know um, give it everything as well so they're probably my teams yeah Who is the most competitive player you've come up against? Um, that's a tough question again because I've played um, with a good few teams but I'd probably say in terms of Newcastle Eskimogi I'd probably say Karen O'Leary and then at a county level I probably would have said Sarah Carey. Um, are you involved in any school sports teams and do you coach any teams? Um, yeah I'm involved with the Camogie above in uh, Desmond College and like it's nice to be involved you get to actually know students who don't teach so I think it's about and even for students who are in school it's nice to get to see your teachers as well outside of a school environment you know you might you might actually get to like them as well <laughs> um so i just do camogie and desmond yeah um how do you manage your playing both camogie and football for limerick i suppose i, I kind of done it on and off so i did it in 2018 tried to do it in 2019 it was a bit hard didn't do it in 2020, 2021. Um, I tried again in 2022. And I keep saying I won't, I won't do it again because it's too hard. Or um, It's just, you know what the issue is? It's more so trying to get the balance right between going to camogie and going to football. Or if we have a camogie match, I want to play a camogie match, you know? Um, because I like said, it's, it's my first love. But then at the same time, I do love I do love playing both. Um, this year, I don't know, or next year, I don't know what um, will be in store. Um, even though I said I won't do it again, but um, I'll just take it as it comes. And look, it's all up to the management, really. Like, at the end of the day, you're only a player. And if they want you to play both, it's up to them to have a conversation and to decide when you're going to train. You know, you're, you're a player, you're there to play, you're there to train. Um, so look, um, we'll see, we'll see. How do you cope with stress and nervousness before a game? Um, uh, I suppose, uh, like for the county final now, I was um, extremely nervous, but I suppose that was just more so the fear. I was, make, I was like saying, oh, my knee's not right. Um, I won't be able to, you know, like what if something happens? I have to go through it all again. I'm gonna miss all next year. All this was in my head and like, look, I just think it's to just accept that and just say, right, okay, I'm nervous and like this can happen, that could happen. But I also think of the positive things that can happen. So I suppose with Limerick Camogie, we did a bit about when we had a psychologist, just about like, we're very good at doing negative talk. So like, this can happen, this, this like, bad thing can happen. But also thinking of the positives or the good things that can happen, or you can get a score, you get a goal, at the end of the game, like you lift a cup, um, 
So I just, I just think it's just fine in the balance of like, okay, accepting that you're having negative thoughts, don't try to block them out. But then on the flip side, then thinking of like the positives that also can happen, you know, um, visualization is actually very important. I didn't believe, I didn't believe or buy into it myself at the start when we were doing it, but I think throughout the season it did, it did help massively. And do you listen to any music before matches to motivate you? And if so, what's your favourite song? Um, I suppose in county we just have like a playlist and it's played in the dress room so uh, there's just a speaker there but um, got some of the music that people have to motivate themselves now I, I'm over at the phone and like skip <laughs> um, so uh, no like it's nice to it's nice to have your own thoughts as well rather than be listening to music but I kind of I, I kind of listen to anything really that um, is on yeah has becoming a county player changed your life in any way? Um, I just think making friends, you know, um, making friends with people all over the county, like, and then I think especially playing county, this would be my 13 year playing with Limerick Camogie, and I just think it's meeting people now that I haven't played with in four or five years, and I meet them now walking into games or meet them in the shop, and it's like speaking to them as if um, they, it's only been yesterday I've been playing with them, you know, and it, it's nice to do that. Um, and I just think, like, they ha everyone there has your back, you know, we all go through the same thing. If you're injured, everyone knows how tough it is. Um, so I just think so, more so in terms of, like, having friends. Um, I think it makes you probably a tougher person, more resilient, because you have to make yourself go training. Tuesday, Thursday nights in December, January, February when it's the weather is so bad outside, you know, but uh, you know everyone else is doing the same thing. So I just think it's terms of like the the group of friends I have and you know, like it's probably like a senior team when you're 18, 19 and you get to play with the seniors, like you're learning from them, you're watching them. And I just think when I played with Limerick that time, they taught me so much, um, the older girls and you know, I probably wouldn't be the player I am without them either, you know. What sacrifices did you find the hardest to make your career in sports? It was probably my friend group, yeah. When I, in school it was fine because you're seeing them every day. Um, then when I left, like the girls were going out in college, uh, they were asking me to go out and it was, unfortunately it was just constant no for me and it wasn't any it wasn't that I didn't want to go out with them or see them or be with them, it was just more so that I had training, I'd a match the next day, I'm not going out. And yeah, I did it for a few times when we used to go when there was eighteens and stuff on in Newcastle West. But kind of once the eighteens passed, there was nothing for me to really go to. Um now bear in mind like I obviously I did go out, like I'm sounding like I didn't step outside the door. I did but Majority of time, it was like, will we go cinema on a Tuesday? No, I can't. Will we go here on a Wednesday? No, I can't have gym. And I probably lost majority of my friends from school, um, which that's one thing I probably would say that I'd go back and probably change. Um, but look, I suppose that's what I picked at the time. Um, I don't regret any decisions I suppose like yeah I'd change it but I, I don't regret it because it got me to it got me to the success that I have today um, and if I didn't take that path 
I mind have that success. Um, so if I just if I had to say anything to anyone that's playing, I would say try to give up give that time to your friends as much as you can as well. The girls, especially the girls that don't play sport, um, and it, I learned that when I went to college. Then I met girls that didn't play sport, and that was one thing I said that I'm gonna keep making a effort with them and keep my sporting career as well. And you know what, I I got the balance eventually, and. Um, but I suppose that's, yeah, that's it. We all know you're successful in sports, but do you remember your very first success and could you describe that moment? Um, I suppose there's a lot that comes to mind there. Um, I suppose probably one, the biggest thing was the minor All-Ireland in 28, no sorry, I'm much older than that, um, the minor uh, in 2014. Um, we beat Cork in the A, it was the first time ever doing that, which was unbelievable. The same year we won the Intermediate All-Ireland and got to play in Crow Park for the second year in a row. And while that was great, I suppose, I was young. I, I was only 18. Probably didn't realise how, of, of, like how great it was until I look back now. But at the time, it was just more so about going playing and getting to play county. I'm playing minor. I played 14, 16s minor. So, you know, it was great. Um, went on later on then to 2018, where we won the Junior Football All-Ireland. And um, I picked up player of the match, which is um, unbelievable again. And it was so nice to see my dad as well, like, so proud. Um, but then I think the main one was 2019 when we beat Khalidi, uh, because I just we just couldn't get over the line and it was just going on for so long, and like I know you probably look at being like you you cheese you know all them other ones, but I just think it was just like you're getting to that time where you're like either we're gonna win it now or it's never gonna happen, and as well I was getting older, as well, and then we went on that year to win the league and the county and it was just so nice um, and I think from then that was probably if anyone has to ask me my favourite is probably that being Cleedy over and just getting over the semi-final um, because it you know you're, as you get older you realise that winning doesn't happen that often whereas when I was younger I felt maybe you know this is the way it's going to be um, but it wasn't but um, it's probably that one when we beat Cleedy in the semi-final and went on to win it then. Do you like to watch movies based on sports? Um, <clears throat> not really. Um, I've watched, um, is a Michael Jordan one? I think that's about the only one I've seen. I didn't really have a choice in watching that either, but um, I did enjoy it. But it wouldn't be something now that I'd uh, be massively into. I'd probably much prefer just like chilling out and just like watching a bit of like Desperate Housewives or Friends or Love, I think it's Love is Blind or something, you know, something after a long day of teaching, you just want to go home and not have to think about um, anything before you go training. Um, but uh, yeah. If in future a movie is made on you, who would you want to portray your role? I think Margaret Robbie. And people think I look like her, then it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, definitely her. Do you enjoy to look forward to going training and how do your teammates make it more fun? Uh, do I look forward to going training? 
I suppose when you wake, I suppose like anyone, when you get out of bed first thing in the morning, the first thing you think of is, oh, I've trained this evening. And you're looking outside, slashing rain, and you're like, it's going to be cold, it's going to be dark. You know, I was like, I don't want to go. And I think I did, like, I've done that. And then once you keep just being like, okay, get on with it. I think, like, once you go train, you never regret it. Like, I've never come home being like, oh, I regret going there. Never. So I just try to keep that in the back of my mind. Like, nobody wakes up in the morning and is like, oh, my God, yes. I have to do a full day's work, and then I have to wait three hours and then go training. And I might be home till 11 o'clock that night. It's dark, it's rain, then I have to go for a shower, then I have to get up, go to work again. And I have to repeat this again on Tuesday. You know, but it's more so like going, meeting the girls, we're all there, having the chat, you're going out, you're in your exercise, you feel great after it. Um, and just to crack that we have, and I just, again, I just love, especially when we get to play matches at the end, I'm actually turning into a, a, a 12 or 13 year old being like, will you play a match now? Can we play a match now? Because um, I just, I, that's my favourite, I just love playing matches and playing competitive um amongst our team like you know so um but look I do I like I look forward to playing matches, look forward to going training at times, but sometimes you're gonna wake up and go, I'm not feeling it today, but you just have to go get on with it and I suppose that's what makes you different from the rest and if you have that attitude of I'm actually gonna go and train. Who's your favourite sports hero? Um tough one I suppose I I don't know if I if I ever really had one um I think Vera Sheehan from Grana was unbelievable and she's still actually playing today and like she you know she won counties there with Grana won all Ireland's um but I don't know if I'd say I'd have one like there's brilliant hurlers out there like um like and like who am I gonna say? Um, like Henry Shefflin, like them kind of players are unbelievable. Like again, he came back from a crucial injury. Um, but I think anyone that's playing at that top level, you have to just admire the commitment and the effort and the time that they do put into training and becoming one of the best. Um, so I just like you know, you just have to have you admire all of them. What emotions do you feel when you play well? Look, you're you're obviously happy. Um, I know it's a team sport, and you want the best for the team, but also it's you that has put in the training, the hard work, and you want to play well yourself. Um, and you're obviously happy, um, delighted, and it's more so like a clap on the back for you for the work that you have put in. Um, because if you don't put in the work, you probably majority of the time won't play well. And look for the county final. Um, I it was just like that that feeling of winning, getting over the line, um, was was unbelievable. And like, especially after coming back, uh, that was only my third game. The county final was, and it was just you know it's just more so of like all the work I've done all the hard training, all the nights I did on my own, they all paid off. And you're just, you know what, it's, it's, sometimes you just have to give yourself a clap in the back as well and just say, well done, because we're always so hard on each other. Even if you play even if you play well, you're like, I didn't do this, did this wrong. Should have hit the ball here, should have passed it, what they called it. 
you know, where sometimes we need to just give ourselves credit. Um, and I'd be probably the hardest person on myself. Um, so I think it's important when you do something well that you just said you did something well more so than having that feeling when you play well it's more so like okay you did this well next day you can do this better um, so yeah um, what's your opinion on having an audience while playing does it distract you or does it make you play better uh, no it doesn't really bother me um, at all um, it's nice to have the crowd here it, it's more so creates an atmosphere and like I know people were saying why aren't the county women's more finds in the Gaelic grounds but I thought like Belly Grand had such a great atmosphere um, and do you know it, it made us really feel special rather than we wouldn't get the crowd for the Gaelic grounds Not, like if you look at like the, the hurling that was on TV two weeks ago the atmosphere wasn't great there either because it's like the most of the Gaelic grounds was empty bar that one stand and it, cre- it doesn't create a great atmosphere even though the two matches are unreal. Um, so, look, it's all about really the atmosphere. And no, it wouldn't really bother me playing in front of um, a crowd. No. <coughs> What's your favourite pitch to play on and why? Team Newcastle West. Definitely, yeah. Do you have a, spe- a favourite sports coach? And if so, where did you hear it? Um, I don't really. I just think it's just like if I just had to say something someone would just be work hard you know um, and I just think I always keep saying um, even if you're having a bad game you can still hook block you can still work hard and you can still try to do the right things even if you've missed 10 points or you've missed 4 or 5 balls and picking up you can still get your hooks your blocks and yeah I just think um Hard work. What are three reasons you like being part of a team sport? Um, first of all, I think especially, and I always say now, since I do my cruciate, I just think it's so much easier to go be with a team and just train with the girls and someone just coach you rather than you having to go down to the pitch and do like running on your own. Like individual athletes are unbelievable you know, and to do it all, all on their own. I'll be down at the pitch on my own, I'm like walking around for a few minutes and I run a little bit and then I'm like, go on my phone. And whereas when you go training with a team, like you have to do it and you push each other on. Uh, second of all is probably friends, getting to be with your friends. Um, and then third, I just think the crack that you have outside of um, training, sport, you know, the best few days um, are when you meet up for your coffee with them, have your walk, have your talk, and, you know, again, like, you're all going through the exact same thing, so it's nice to have them to talk to. According to you, what qualities make a teammate a good team captain? Um, I think talk, or I think walk to walk rather than talk to talk. So if you're going to say something, you better back it up yourself rather than saying it and then going out to the pitch and not doing anything about it. Do you think attitude is a factor in winning? Um, definitely, yeah. Having like a positive attitude, thinking you're going to win. Um, if you're going out to the pitch saying we've already lost this, like you're not going to be able to put in that same fight that you would as if you think you are going to win it. Like, or, or if you don't think you're going to win it, 
and you'll go down two or three points, that'll be the game over and finish it. Whereas if you believe and you have a good attitude, you can you'll turn that game around if the whole team believes. What is the scariest thing that has happened to you while playing? Um, I'd say probably my ACL. Um, which one? I don't know. Um, probably my second one. It was just because I was running and I sidestep and nobody touched me and sidestep my knee just like went out and came back in. Um, so and the pain was bad. So I probably say that. What do you do to relax after a tough game? Um, it depends. <clears throat> if we have a few days off, I'll probably just go home, light the fire, get a Chinese and watch TV. Um, if I have a game the next day, I'll probably try to get to the pool. Or if I train, we say if it's a different sport, probably try to get into like a water bath or um, a pool or something like that straight away. Or go for a walk. Um, so it all depends what I have the next day. And could you tell us about your greatest achievement till date? Um, I'd say probably that in terms of achievements, probably the, I don't know, it's a tough one. Um, like, every, all of them stand out in my mind, but it probably would be 2019, 2018, 2019, winning the junior football, going on the following year and winning um, UL O'Connor Cup and Ashburn which was unreal um, and then to go on and play or to win the county with Newcastle West for the first time so it was probably I probably wouldn't say in terms of one achievement I feel like they're all very special and I cannot take away from the achievement on win the county two weeks ago um, but I think that one was just the start of everything rolling together what coach would you say has had the biggest impact on your sporting career? Um, I'd probably say, maybe, I'd say Declan Ash when he took us over with the county in 2019. He just brought a different level altogether. Um, you know, he just, the effort that he put in um, really reflected the performance that year and like he gave everything. Um, he, made, he pushed you. If you weren't doing what you're meant to do, he would call you out, which I think a lot of coaches don't do. And it can be done in, in a in a good and positive way, whereas I think a lot of um, coaches are afraid to say it. And I just think it builds up, especially with girls. Um, it just builds up over a period of time until someone just like explodes then. And it's a big situation, whereas I'd probably say Declan Nash, like, one of the things he did for us really stands out. We were a gym in the same night as the Late Late Toy Show. And he got us all like little goodie bags with like uh, special things that um, we do. So like my thing is like I act I absolutely hate running. We just like if I have to do runs, I hate them. I can't do them one k. I hate it. Like I just it's just not for me. Um. Whereas then I'd pitch like I'd run all day. Like when I wear my tracker, I'm like nine ten k. But if you ask me to run nine or ten k in, you could give me five hours and I wouldn't be able to do it. Um. I just I just don't like it. So. For my goodie bag, he gave me like a little, uh, like it was like a rope with a stick and a slitter on, and he's like, you could tie this off your head and you can run after it. And he's like, it might make you actually run after something. I was like, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, them little things like that was 2019, and it stands out, you know, and the effort he put in having to make them 
Um, so I'd probably say Declan Ash. Um, what inspires you to give your best to every living day? Um, and look, what I say is, and this probably came from Declan Ash as well, like that, you're not going to be able to give a ho- your best 100% every day. Like, it's, it's sometimes it's actually impossible to give, like, no matter who you are, no, no matter how much you're training, you can't give your best 100%, but you can give the 100% that you're at. So, like, if you're only feeling, if you're feeling sick, you're at 70%. That can be your 100% that's all you're feeling. And, like, I suppose, like, when I go out every day, like, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to be here, I don't want to train. I'm like, look, you're here now, might as well put in. Or if you're in the gym and no one's watching, or you'll go on your own, it's so easy to be like, I, I just won't do my last set. But then you're like, who, who are you actually fooling at the end of the day? Like, it's me that has to go out, it's me that has to train. Nobody else really cares. Like, nobody's going to force you to do it at the end of the day it's an amateur sport you can walk away in a second I could drop everything now and text everyone and say I'm not playing anymore and yeah people be like oh come on no you're playing you're playing and if you say no that's it like nobody's going to do it for you so I just think that's important that's what helps me always trying to give my 100% depending on the day is because I'm like nobody else is going to do it for you only yourself and if you do want to be at the top that's what you just have to do um so in the gym on the pitch and like I can say that for my runs they're not at 100% but I just I try to do them as best as I can do um and that's 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 what I do yeah what kind of things are you working on at the moment um at the minute I'm just doing my gym um going training and uh, like that's really it. I'm pro- I still have like a good bit of work still to do with my ACL, so I'm just gone to twelve months. Like, but they say like for all of next year, it's so important that you keep the routine and gym up, which I probably have been slacking. Um, last week just with it's it's just again it's just once you hit such a high when the county, we have monster, but it's not until the seventeenth of November, so you can kind of hit a bit of a lull. Um, and again, if nobody's actually driving you yourself driving you you have to try get it somewhere so look I'm going to um, London the weekend and I'm just hoping when I come back I'll be refreshed and ready um, to go training again so probably my answer is probably just training twice and I've been to one gym session um, which isn't a whole pile but hopefully next week for my break from school as well I'll be a little bit more motivated do you like to watch other teams play yeah definitely I, I love watching sport and especially like hurling football, it doesn't matter who's playing. I literally be just have it on on TJ Carr. I just or like if the boys in Newcastle West are playing, like I go watch them. I just love watching sport. I suppose when I say sport, I mean probably GA or even soccer. Um, I like I wouldn't watch much of the rugby when I was on, but in terms of GA or like soccer, yeah, I I, I like just I like the game. I like just watching it. Thank you very much, Rebecca, for the great interview. We really appreciate you ta- taking your time to come. Thank you very much, Rebecca, for the great interview. We really appreciate you taking your time to come to SMI today and speak with us. We wish you every success for the future. Thanks. Thanks for having me.